You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, sir, people, the time of the evening where we join our very own Maulana Salim Karim on pertinence uh, punctuated and alhamdulillah many issues are coming through and uh, this one has been addressed to Mulana. before i greet him let me read out this uh, correspondence he says assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh beloved Mulana salim karim brother shafat ahmed khan and the uh, lovely team of markus sahaba the voice of the ala sunnah wal jamaa we learn so much uh, from this radio ta- station Bless all the uh, ulama and also not forgetting the captain of the ship, uh, Muf- uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein. Ameen. Uh, please, uh, Maulana Salim Karim, I'd like to address this issue. All the alims on the station are addressing the issue. Respect your parents, how much of sawab we get uh, respecting our mums and dads and so forth. But uh, Maulana, we, I have a humongous problem. We have uh, people in our neighborhoods that are even complaining about this, that parents today... Uh, making zulum on the children and uh, we don't know what to do because when we uh, when we back chat them or if we address the issue with them they say don't you know the eyes of the quran do not say oof to your parents but molana this zulum has to be addressed and perhaps uh, you as a very popular alim also could address this issue with the uh, brothers uh, shafat ahmed khan delivering uh, these uh, lovely segments please uh, molana karim I like to remain anonymous and I love you for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mulana Salim Karim, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening? Shafat wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah ta'ala grant you afiyat. Allah ta'ala grant you sharf. Allah ta'ala grant you siha and afiyat. The work that's been done by yourself, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal, has to be much appreciated. Because today, lots of words, lots of ilm, a lot of knowledge is available. But how much of that knowledge do we implement in our lives? This is a big question. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us a dua. Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'ah. Allah grant me beneficial knowledge. And on the other side, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa'ah. Allah protect me from such knowledge which is not beneficial to me. We all are fighting for rights. I want my rights. We go to the Human Rights Commission. Gee, we demand, women are demanding their rights, children are demanding their rights, husbands are demanding demanding their rights, workers are demanding their rights. The list goes on. But have we sat back for a moment and thought, am I fulfilling the rights of the people who are closest to me? I demand my rights, but on the other side, am I as an individual fulfilling the rights of my parents? my ustad, my children, my staff, my neighbors, and my Muslim brothers. Because on the day of Qiyamat, we are going to be caught for Hukukul Ibad. We're going to be standing and asking and begging Allah for forgiveness. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Thumma latus'alunna yawma idin anin We are going to ask you about every bounty that we gave to you, how you used it, how you appreciate it, and did you thank me? And number two, I'm just setting uh, uh, the scene for your topic for discussion. 
كلكم راعين وكلكم مسؤول عن رئيس. Every one of you are a ship, and you are responsible for those who are under your care. So a father is responsible for his children. A wife is responsible for the children. The ustad is responsible for his students. The king is responsible for his subjects. So we all we all have responsibilities. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "When Allah blesses us with children, do three things. Number one, keep a good name for your child. Number two, give them the best Islamic education. And this is the pertinent point." This is the final straw. That if your child is equipped with Islamic knowledge and values, and as parents, we did our best as far as tabir, adab, respect, and talim is concerned. Alhamdulillah, your child will be a role model. They will know exactly how to behave and how to interact. Unfortunately, we do a slapdash job. That's the sad word that I'm using. That since our children become teenagers. They come with flimsy excuses. I got a lot of homework. I got this commitment, that commitment, and the first thing that we sacrifice, we sacrifice D. They come to the ustad in the madrasa. My child will not be attend madrasa. He's got homework. He's now in grade uh, metric, whatever it is. He's very much committed. So unfortunately, he won't be coming to madrasa, and this is the price that we pay today: the disobedience of children. The disobedience of so many people, because we don't know what is our rights and what how we should behave with other members of the community. Now comes the question, Jamaatma. As I said, when Allah blesses parents with a child, boy or girl, the first and foremost thing is to keep a good name for your child. Ask a great wali, ask the alim of the town who is pious. Name. If we don't have alims, Alhamdulillah, they are pious. Elderly mothers and sisters who are muttaqi, who are pious, who are awliya, not in their own ways, take the child to those pious people and request of du'a. Inshallah, Allah will make the child neck and pious. Number two, as I said, first keep a good name for your child. Number two, give them the best Islamic education. And thirdly, when they reach a marriageable age, get them married. Number two, Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Adribu auladakum, discipline your children, and teach them three things. Number one, teach them to love Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and how is that possible by implementing, promoting, and acting upon the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Number two, teach your children to love the family of Rasulullah. At least we have." Biography of the family of Rasulullah. We know the names of Rasulullah's daughters, grandchildren, uncle, aunts, and cousins, and families of Rahmatullahi Alaihim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the third thing, teach your children Tilawatul Quran. So, and Allah has kept the joy of the father, the joy of Allah depends on the joy of the parents. If my parents are happy with me, Allah is happy with. If my parents are not happy with me, Allah is not happy with me. But we need to draw a line. Yes, Allah has mentioned in the Quran that after worshiping Allah, the greatest form of respect and 
respect is due to who? وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانِ Be good to your parents. The signs of Qiyamah, as mentioned, that people will show great disrespect to their parents and show respect to their friends. They will listen to their wives and they will ill-treat their parents. These are signs of Qiyamah and it's prevalent in many homes. I'm not saying in all homes, but this Rasuli Pak Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam highlighted all these issues and gave us a guideline how to handle it. A lot of questions like the one that you read out now, where the father and mother who supposed to be role models for their children, where there is time to show love and care and compassion, they should do so. Where strictness is involved, where discipline is involved, alhamdulillah, they should do that. But treat your children fair. There's a hadith to this effect that there is a door in Jannah. And the name of that door or in Jannah is Babul Farha, the door of happiness. And for whom is those doors reserved? It's reserved for those parents who keep their children happy. As it is always mentioned, a seven-year-old child is like a beautiful flower, absolutely beautiful and admirable. When they reach the age of 10, they are your khadims. They are subservient to you. Ask your 10-year-old son or daughter to do anything. Abba, Ami, they will be ever ready to serve you. So at the age of 10, they become your khadim. And at the age of 15, now they are teenagers, then they either become your friend and your advisor. You will find that your daughter or your son is prepared to engage you in an argument or in a discussion. It is important as parents that we have discussions with our children on a one-to-one. -one. Because they're growing up, they have ideas, they have lots of questions to ask, and if we are going to shut them off, then unfortunately, we are bringing and inviting somebody in our home. So at the age of seven, a beautiful flower. At the age of 10, a khali. At the age of 15, they are your advisors. And after the age of 15, they're either your friend or your enemy. All said and done, Shafat, I'm coming to your question. But sometimes parents, I don't know whether they went through a turmoil when they were young. Maybe the parents were separated. Maybe there was violence in that in that relationship, and they grew up with it. So they don't know really how to love each other and how to love somebody else. They're sitting with that baggage, unresolved issues. And then we find that this is the same thing meted out to their own children. They saw the violence of their parents, and they do the same thing because they know nothing better. So, Shafat, we need to go back and do a little bit of introspection. Okay, why is this behavior in this gentleman? Anger management, narcissism, and all types of abuses. Because it comes down to one thing. There is no shafat, there is no muhabbat, and there is no love. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned us that treat all your children equally. You cannot favor one against the other. A person comes with his wife, to the Prophet 
Ya Rasulullah, I want you to be a witness. I want to give this to my child. And who can be the more better witness, Ya Rasulullah, than yourself? So I would love you to be the witness here. Well, Rasulullah looked at him and asked him a simple question. You're giving this child this gift. Have you other children? And he said, gee. So the Rasulullah asked him, did you do the same for your other children? Did you give them equally? Or you're just giving one child only? And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm only giving to this child. Rahmatullahi got upset with the Sahabi and said, Do you want me to be a witness for an injustice? Go and do equality with your children. Treat them fair. Pushafat by my humble appeal to parents. Please, your children are like a beautiful piece of rock. You are going to mold them or they have a piece of wood to give it to a sculpture with a chisel and hammer. It brings about a masterpiece. So if, alhamdulillah, as parents, we behave normally, we behave with respect and other, and we instill it in our children, then alhamdulillah, it will go down generations that in this family, they respect, other love, care, sacrifice, caring, and sharing. So parents, do not ill-treat your children. Talk to them with respect. They are also teenagers. They are adults. Likewise, they, as children, should respect the parents and never, ever swear, abuse, or taught them, or abuse them. Quran made it clear, وَلَا don't even say ah or don't even jerk them and insult them and demoralize them. But instead, وَقُرْ رَبِّرْحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِ صَغِيرًا It's clear. If you want this beautiful flower to blossom and you can be proud as a parent that when these children grow up, now they are married and alhamdulillah they have children and they are your grandchildren, and look at the akhlaq of our grandchildren, sons and daughters. It makes you so happy that deep down you thank Allah, Allah, you gave me this Muslim son and daughter, and you have given them the best of children. And alhamdulillah, all of them have got other respect and muhabbat. Uh, mashallah indeed and uh, you know you really make a lot of sense and uh, you know then you get uh, the type of uh, programming uh, nowadays uh, through you know social media and all these uh, billboard advertisements where the uh, mother dresses up uh, like a um, you know a lamb a lamb in a sheepskin and uh, you know she wants to um, uh, compete with her teenage daughter uh, and uh, you know she feels like you know what uh, whatever uh, my daughter is wearing I must wear I mean uh, that type of scenario creating a competition uh, it's not healthy indeed uh, you know what type of signal is she sending to her daughter then uh, Molana? The greatest gift a mother can give to her daughter is haya and modesty this is so important in the life of a woman. Haya and modesty is equally good for a man, hasanun, but walil mar'ati ahsan. But sharam and haya and modesty is indeed the best jewelry a mother can give to a child, and if it's a girl child. Look at the sawab Allah Pak has given that whoever is blessed with a girl child first. Rahmatullil Alameen's beautiful peace. 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves the child with their own rosy. The malaikas give Mubarak bath to the parents. She is a weak soul, but inshallah, whoever looks after a daughter, gives her a good name, good ta'aleem, loves her unconditionally, and then marries her off. Allah Ta'ala has made Jannah wajib for his parents. Whoever Allah has blessed three daughters, Ji, and they keep a good name for their daughters. Ji, Farmaya in the hadith of Rasulullah, your daughters are a shield for you from the fire of Jahannam. So, Shafat Bhai, what's the need for me as a mother to compete with my daughter? Yes, compete. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fasta khairat. If you want to compete, compete in good things. Compete in Quran, in Hadith, in Akhlaq, so that inshallah you encourage each other, you inspire each other, but not in worldly matters. What are we teaching our daughters? As they said, you know, don't let your daughter be like a moon. The whole world admires the moon on the 14th night. Let your daughter be like the sun. Shafat by and the sun is shining bright. You can't even pick up your head and look at the sun for a few seconds and you lower your gaze. So our mothers and sisters be like the sun. Lower your gaze. This is where sharam, haya, and modesty. In the olden days, our mothers, alhamdulillah, when it came to taqwa and modesty, you couldn't beat them. They wouldn't talk to a stranger. They were always properly dressed. They always covered. They always spoke with love and respect. These are the beauty that we should be instilling in our children. Not fashion, not looking at the latest design and designer clothes. And if you're worried about clothes and you're worried about style, you're worried about competition, look at the beautiful hadith of Rasulullah. Allah is not looking at your beauty. Allah is not looking at your wealth. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at your nears and Allah is looking at your amals. So, if we want to instill good in our children, give them the best education and the best akhlaq. And there is no need for competition. There's so much to instill in our daughters, Shafat Bhai. Go back into history 40, 50 years ago. Those mothers who are now 40 and 50 and 60 years old, 70 years old, ask them, how the mother instilled value in them. They were not even five years old. MashaAllah. Domestic work was being taught to them how to make roti, how to peel a potato, how to cut an onion. SubhanAllah. How to clean the house. SubhanAllah. At that age. So when they went as a bride to the next home, it was, Alhamdulillah, play for them to adapt and make that home also a bliss. And because we deprived our daughters, we brought them up with Nas, fashion, money, cell phones, makeup. Gee, what do you expect when she gets married and goes to another home? And that husband is not so financially off to take care of your daughter and all her luxury demands. It's the basic demands which is duty to provide. But all the luxuries that go with it, he doesn't have that money and it's not necessary. So, Shafat Bhai, Allah Ta'ala make it easy. So, you're talking about competition between mother and daughter. It has become a major problem. Shaykh Sari Rahmatullahi, Shafat Bhai, sometimes the old ladies, I don't know, I don't know. 
He also want to dress up like a sweet high heel shoes. Mashallah. He going to the salon. He doing the eyebrows. He doing the fingernails and toenails. And Subhanallah. And Mashallah. Pitch white hair is making it black. So Sheikh Sadi Rahmatullahi gave a beautiful example. He saw an old lady. He said, Ma, what are you doing? Why did you dye your hair black? What are you trying to hide? So she said, no, I want to look young. And she was hunched. Sheikh Sadi Rahmatullahi said to the old lady, you can camouflage your hair. But tell me, how are you going to camouflage your spine that is bare? All ages and ni'mat from Allah. Every white strand of hair coming out on your head is a sign of mercy from Allah. It's a reminder, Maud kele tayyari karo. So, Rasul Ipaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah Ta'ala mentions that Allah Ta'ala ku sharamati him. Okay, when a person who got white hair, white beard, when he or she raises her hands in dua and supplication, and I don't accept, or may us dua ku rad karo, I reject the dua, Allah Ta'ala said, I will never do that. I will grant them to our acceptance. That is the respect for all aids. Allah Ta'ala, give us tawfiq. Ah, brilliant there, Molana and Alhamdulillah. You know, when I look at your files, I uh, I just have a smile on the dial because there's so many questions here. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that uh, we can conscientize the ummah. Uh, this uh, question here says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Molana Salim Karim, uh, please address. Uh, my dad is a Molvi, but he's allowed mom the free reign of the house and also the free reign of uh, ruling the roost. She sometimes uh, bullies dad to such an extent the poor man has to sleep in a different room although being a alim he is uh, treated so badly by mom we try and explain to her she said no if i give this man an inch he'll take a yard bolana how do we address this issue it's very sad indeed bolana it's a beautiful hadith of nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi that woman with whom the husband is happy and peace and she's obedient to him. Allah shall grant Jannah to her. Do you know the maqam of her husband? I'm going to emphasize this with full force. So ask, somebody asked Rasulullah okay, what is the maqam of a husband in his sharia? How much of respect, how much of care and love that he should give? Yes, marriage is a two way street. To receive love, you have to give love. You want respect, you have to respect. But Allah Pak has made men guardians, caretakers, to look after their spouses, to look after the women folk. So look at the maqam of a husband. said, If Allah Pak had ever given ijazat to make such da to anybody else besides him. Allah Pak would have said to the wife, you will make such a to your husband. He deserves that respect. Not to worship your husband is a matter of respect. But such a is only for Allah. Rabbul Number two, Rasulullah said, if your husband's body from head to toe is full of sores, full of boils, is bleeding, it's just a figurative expression. And blood is oozing, pus 
pass from head to toe, still you will not be able to fulfill the haq of your husband. Can you imagine Shafat What maqam Allah has given to you? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and sahabi came with his aunt and was querying about something. And then Rasulullah in passing asked her, how is your husband? Is everything okay? In the form of the hadith, she said, Ji, Ya Rasulullah. And then Rasulullah gave her advice, Ahsini, be good to your husband, فَإِنَّهُ جَنَّةٌ Is either your Jannat or your Jahannam. If you're obedient to him, at the gate of the hadith in the beginning, whichever wife is obedient and listens to her husband and the husband is pleased with her, Allah will give her automatically entry into Jannah. So imagine Rasulullah is advising a married woman when Rasulullah asked her, how is your family life? And she said, Alhamdulillah, Ya Rasulullah. Then Rasulullah went further to emphasize, Ahsifa Ahsini, be good to him. Treat him nicely. Why? Because he's either your Jannat or your Jahannam. So, Mulana, I'm saying, it takes two hands to clap. I'm not talking only in the favor of husbands or only in the favor of wives. It's a teamwork. In your house, if the bulb is blown and fused, what should you do? Should you sell the house or should you change the bulb? We find faults in our wives. What did Rasulullah tell you and me? If you find one bad thing in her, Allah has kept 50 good things in her. So, focus on the good things that she has. Or usko maaf kar do. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Islam is a beautiful deen of other respect and love. It's not only ibadat, it's our mu'amulat, our dealings, how we deal with our parents, our children, and our wives. Ji Shafat A lot of kids. We only achieve moonlight on the 14th night. You get this beautiful glitter and shining and subhanallah brightness of the moon. You can see everything is bright, and especially when you're driving at night on the 14th night. It's such a beautiful scene to drive at night and the moon is shining on your car and on the road. If you love somebody, you love one person. Love everybody in the world, but love Allah the most. You can't love 100 people, Yes, hadith is there. Love who you want. But soon you will have to part from them. You will have to leave them. You love your wife, you love your husband. Next morning, when you wake up, he's no more, he's left this dunya. Next morning, she's left this dunya. So, where do people get all this effort to show animosity and hatred? Just to love each other, we don't even have those few seconds. But we got minutes and hours to plot and plan. Logos in Nafrat Karna or Buzdili or Bahawat Karna.
really got all this. But as we say, isi bewafa pe marte hi, pir yehi hamari zindigani hai. For the month of Ramadan, we became faristas, some of us, and then we go back to square one immediately after Ramadan. Even worse than what we were in the previous Ramadan. Allah mahfazna min. Allah protect us. Jazakallah khair, Molana. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, you know, I see the time's up too. You have a beautiful, lovely evening ahead. Inshallah, I'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, I'd like to thank uh, Lucalo for top engineering uh, this evening. Keep it uh, locked on to Marco Sahaba for beautiful programming and a lot of uh, top contents uh, coming through. And Alhamdulillah, from the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.